Yeah, I don't know. It's it's it, it's it's one of those things, you know. Things happen over time. Things always happen. Yes. It it wouldn't be fair to, you know, ask a man to <laughs> possibly forego large major label projects for a local band. No integrity. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, you know, and if for some chance we can't do Sound Mind Studios for Red Shirt, Black Shirt, we love you, Dan. Yeah. Thanks for everything. No, we'll just, you know, mix it in a garage, man. Make it real lo-fi. You know, we actually talked Fugazi. about... Fugazi. Fugazi wasn't really lo-fi. We can do some, like, behemoth shit. Mm. Um, no, not behemoth, really, but uh, Burzum. Yeah, I mean, just, just, just raw and uncut and unfiltered. Yes. You know? Well, yeah, we uh, we got together on Sunday, uh, Brad, Tyler, and myself, mm-hmm. start uh, trying to put some stuff together, get the new new album underway. I'm excited. I have some good stuff written for it. Right. Brad's got a bunch of good stuff written for it. Awesome. Yeah. Going to be big stuff coming. In the meantime, check them out. Check yeah. out the first album on, on Spotify, Red Shirt, Black Shirt. Yes. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. How was how, how was your week? Well, I finally saw Walk Hard the Dewey Cox story. Okay. And it was okay. John C. Riley's a genius. The problem I finally found out the problem with the I was like the, I I couldn't figure out for the whole movie why I kind of was liking this but kind of not liking it. Okay. And then I figured it out at the very end of the movie when the credits rolled. And it said Judd Apatow. That's why I'm really not a fan of his shit. Eh, I can I, I can take or leave it. I am not a fan. Of, I mean, it is so ham-fisted comedy. Yeah. And it's like, that is what was taking me out of Like, when you have, you know, like Jack Black playing Paul McCartney. Yeah. And then he has to announce that he is Paul McCartney of the Beatles yeah, but then they kept doing that. It's like the joke in the dialogue was these people are, you know, they're just saying kind of what the audience is supposed to be seeing. Yeah. And I, I couldn't put my head. It was if they would have taken all that dialogue out, I would have enjoyed it a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's uh, there's some some directors and writers that just I'm right there with you. Apatow, I could take mm-hmm. or leave his stuff. Yeah, it's uh, some of it's funny. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of his stuff and that, but I watched the movie. It was it was good. Um, I got uh, during D and D, I got ousted for playing an homage to Danhausen. Oh, really? Yeah, with my character Harryhausen. Oh, nice. And it was it was I was it's almost a direct ripoff, uh, <laughs> very much so. And um, the one guy in my group, he recently just discovered Danhausen. Uh huh. And he said, as he was watching this guy, he's like, huh, that, that sounds a lot like Bill's character. Ah, oh, that's really weird. And <laughs> then he puts two and two together. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's like, I named the character Harry Housen. I mean, it was like, there was, I, I couldn't get any more into that. Right. So, yeah, I got ousted at well, that. But Outed, not ousted. Ousted would have mean you were thrown out. Whatever. It's ever. So let me ask you this: yeah. what, What's his alignment? Uh, I think he's, I think he's chaotic. No, neutral evil, maybe. To be Danhausen, he should be lawful evil. I don't remember. We don't really do alignments. 
We because it's like you, you just play as you're gonna play, right? And he is, yeah, you know, he he is. I mean, our whole our whole party's a bunch of like basically the heel wrestlers, a heel wrestling stable, and <laughs> we we're we're all good friends, but we're not about to sacrifice ourselves for each other. Yeah, you know, at one you know my friend's goblin is very addicted to money. Okay. So, you know, we were trying to figure out a way to, you know, we found this temple that was trapped. and Well, we figured it was trapped and we couldn't roll for shit to decide to figure if it was trapped. So we said, um, gutter snipe, there's shinies in there. Go get them. <laughs> <laughs> and of course he runs in and oh my God, he like got down to so low and he, oh yeah, help. <laughs> That's great. So we go in, we go in, and and the big prize was a, a jar of mayonnaise. It's an it's an alchemy jar. It's a it's an item, and that was the big prize in the temple. And and of course, I got a face full of mayonnaise because that's what we sent him in for. That's not the first time that's happened to you. <laughs> what? No, never no, mind. Uh, never mind. Okay. On another note, I came up with a new food idea. Oh, fuck me. No, 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 no. This one's really good. Okay? Right. I was in a store, right, the other day, and I noticed that uh, lunch meat, you know, Oscar Mayer specifically, is about the same size and diameter as a CD. Okay. So I got to thinking, right, what if you made some, like, like put the music, like, on, like, a piece of lunch meat or something, right? And I even came up with a great name. Edible Audibles. <laughs> Why are you banging your head like that? Uh, you are the nervous twitch no, in my it's, eye. I think it's a genius idea because you get you get f- some food and like a song. The and laser will cook the lunch meat. Yeah, well, obviously, you don't put it. It's not a laser disc, so you can't use a laser disc player. A CD runs on a laser. Yeah. Yeah. We There's some kinks to work out. All right. But I mean, fundamentally, it's sound. Oh, you hate, know, I hate you. It's just OK. It's just like, have you ever seen these like chocolatiers? They make records out of chocolate. You know, you can't play the bloody record. Uh, right. But there's I'm just saying it's an, how uh, are you going to encode the digital signal on a piece of minced bologna? Well, I mean, I haven't worked out all the bugs yet. I mean, I mean, I have I, I basically look. I, here's what I have so far. I've got the meat product, which is eatable. And then all I have to do is figure out how to put the music on it. And it's like, so I'm like halfway there already. Uh, you know? No, you're half-witted. Mark my words. Before we die, we're going to have edible music. Uh, and we can look back on this moment and say, yes, he was ahead of his time thinking of it. The, uh... Nobody even buys physical media anymore. Because they can't eat it. <laughs> no, I mean think I mean honestly, I mean if you could if you listen, if the new album was coming out, right? And and after you were done the album, like after you consume the media in your ears, you could 
consume the media. Then you can't listen to it no more. Then you'll be forced to buy another one. You see? That's going to get expensive. Do you know how many times I've listened to Master of Puppets? Right. Well, obviously, like with lunch meat, you could get like a slice, like a bunch of slices. You know what I mean? Like you get like 26 albums in a pack. You know, you could listen to it, then make a sandwich. And <laughs> what did, did, wait, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out how many points the artist would get on a four dollar pack of fucking lunch meat. <laughs> well, what do you mean points? Percentages, percentages. <laughs> oh well, that yet yeah, no, you don't think of it as a four dollar pack of lunch meat because even for you know like the sausage rolls are huge, you know. Well, you said the Oscar Mayer, right? That's well, I'm saying on the, I'm that's the size. Okay, but now, okay, now what happens when you go to the deli, right? Right, and get your lunch meat. Okay, I like my lunch meat really, really thin. All right, you can't play that. It's gonna fucking disintegrate. I can't even pull it out of the bag. You don't know that. It kind of shreds when I pull it out of the bag. Well, you don't you don't know that. We don't know what kind of player we're going to have yet. You, We might have a player where you place the lunch meat on it, and instead of the media rotating as is standard fare, we can have the laser rotating or the, the, the reader around the meat. And it doesn't have to be meat. I mean, you could it could be sugar. It could be chocolate. I mean, it could be ganache. I mean, it could be a number of things. I I I, I vote I I vote for uh, fondant. No, that fondant's not solid. What's more solid than like ganache? No, well, I mean, ganache I is mean, liquid no, until fond, you freeze fond, it. No, fondant uh, fondant's only good for like dipping the marshmallows in the. No, that's fondue. <laughs> oh. Never mind then. <laughs> I, I fucking hate you sometimes. Oh, try try living with this brain, okay? I'm you think you think it's bad on the other end. I deal with this all the time. I'm so glad I'm not you. These are the ideas I don't write down. There there are ideas that come to me that I forget to write down, and then they're gone like a wisp. This one I had to write down. Oh, I, I thought of it. Wait, wait, like, wait, wait, stop. Stop. Pump the fucking brakes. You actually wrote this ridiculous <laughs> bullshit down. Yeah, I wanted to remember it. I thought it was, you know, yes. Because if I didn't write it down, I, I remembered his stuff off. Ow! That hurts. That is me banging my head no. into the microphone it, again. No, if I didn't write it down, I wouldn't remember it. Good! Good! <laughs> you Do shouldn't I, remember this. Any lost ideas are out there of mine? Yeah, thank fucking Christ, they're lost. That's that's me. That's mean. That's just mean. Okay, if if they would have told like Albert Einstein to not work on his ideas, we would have light bulbs. All right, think of that. Wait, wait, just stop. Don't talk to me anymore. I, 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 I'm face palming right now, folks. I'm face palming at this. Look, you know about the toothbrush that plays music, right? That yes. That works on your jawbone and all that. You can right. listen. Right. I mean, 50 years ago, they would have said, oh, that's a madman. You can't do that. Right? And now it's like, oh, no, that's accepted. So don't don't look at me and act like I'm the bad guy here. We're, we're, we're talking about trying to play media on flimsy edible products. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not it's not in the realm of impossibility. 
I can't with you anymore. All right. <laughs> I, I just can't with you. What year are we on? 88. 1988. Yes, it was a very interesting year all around. Okay. And you're going to rate you want to rate your music, the good one? Yo. Yeah. But you say yo or no? Yo. Oh. So, hang on. Is that a yes or a no? Top or is that metal? Dirty Shapaha to who? Albums. <laughs> 98. Okay. Yeah. No. So you want. Oh, uh, oh, let's go to rate your music. Yeah, I like it's rate better. your music. It's, it's better. Yeah, it is. It is. It's better. Oh, it is. It is that everyone knows it. 87. You, you, you're, you, you're, 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 you're kind of dumb. We're going to start at number 12 for this one. Good. All right. First, we have to do pop. Pop was all right. Pop, pop was, goes the pop, goes the wine into the. They wait. weren't on the list. Now, son <laughs> of a bitch. Number I can't wait till they get there. Number 10 was Steve Winwood. Roll with it. Not bad song. Nope, not I like ba- Steve Winwood. Uh, now, the next three. No, two. Well, there's one. Anyway, number nine uh, was a song called Hands to Heaven by Breathe. Never, Never heard, heard of it. it. Another one was by Tiffany. Okay. Could have been. Could have been so beautiful. Could have been so right. Oh, I never heard of that one. Yep. I heard it. Then Belinda Carlisle. <gasps> Heaven is a place on earth. I love me some Belinda Carlisle. It's, I love it's me an, some It's Kobe's. an all right song. It, it's an all right song. It's a fun video. Yeah. Uh, then Whitney Houston with So Emotional. I don't know That's that one. That's a good song. I get so emotional, baby. And then number five. Uh-huh. GNR, Sweet Child of Mine. Gun. Arguably, they're, they're power ballad-ish. Guns and Roses cracks the pop. Yep, and pop. number five, no less. Yeah, and well, no. Hang on, let's oh. let's not let's oh. not freaking <laughs> bury the lead here. Guns and Roses, we talked about them last yep. time. You know, with their debut, Appetite for Destruction, yep. uh, great record. And this song, um, Axel wrote it about his at the time wife, and uh, or girlfriend or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really good song. Uh, like you said, their power ballad. Yep. And really, like, Welcome to the Jungle launched them, but just really shot them into the stratosphere. Yeah, and I, I did hear an interview with Slash where Slash said he did not like this song at all. Yeah. Because it did not fit their aesthetic, but made you lots of money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. What's next? Okay. Next is the most famous song on the internet ever. Never going to give, give you up. up. Never, Never going to let, let you down. down. Yeah, yep. we, we just Rick, Rick Astley, number four. We just Rick rolled everyone. Yes, and that was that was the most popular song of 88. So, uh, you know, the first time I heard Rick Astley, yeah. the first time I heard Never Going to Give You Up, there is no way in hell I thought that that was a fucking ginger British guy. I honestly never gave this. I mean, I know this song was out there at the time. But I swear I didn't give the song much thought until the internet just kind of forced it in my brain. Right, with the you know with the advent of the Rickroll. Yeah, but yeah, I mean the first time I heard it, I'm like, wait, wait, who's this new R and B cat? And here it's a ginger dude from England. Yep. Good on you, Rick Astley. Yep. The uh, next one, George Harrison, got my mind set on you. Great song. It's it's it, I like the song. This is when Harrison was doing the traveling Wolverine. Thing yeah, and, and it, it's one of those songs. I, I, it was like one lyric in it, really. I mean, no, there's actual verses. Not really. Yeah, no, no. It's gonna take money, a whole lot of spending money. Gonna take. 
spending money. <laughs> but it wasn't there wasn't to a do lot it to it. Right, child. Yeah, there wasn't a lot to it. Well, let's be realistic. There wasn't a whole lot of like deep thought in the early Beatles lyrics either. True, but I like the video for this just because there's a squirrel playing the pipe, which looks sounds like a, a trumpet yeah. or a saxophone. I, I forget, but yeah, it's a it's a fun video. It is it's a good song. Yep. I like uh, "Rest Easy, George." Yep. In excess is after that would need you tonight. Uh, I'm I I liked In Excess and I like this song. Yeah, um, yeah. In Excess was a, a fun band. Mm, yeah, and there's some really good hits. Yeah, and number one is actually a cover. Amazingly enough, okay. It's um, covering uh, Limp Bizkit's Faith, George Michael. Ah, <gasps> oh, yes. <laughs> yes, and a totally different version on Limp Bizkit's Faith. Yeah. A totally different spin on it. Yeah, it was a lighter version. It yeah. wasn't. There wasn't a lot of swearing and shouting. I mean, it was a toned-down version. George Michael. But there, George Michael on the top ten again. Yeah. He was with Wham. Now he's with, him, with himself. And, in you know, allegedly in... Uh, rest area bathrooms, you know, but we won't talk about that. Well, no, no, I mean, I can. I'm gonna just say one thing to that. When you make that much money, and I and I, there have been many people, there have been many people caught in rest area bathrooms, famous people and people with lots of money. Uh-huh. Okay, why in the? I mean, you rent a room. You know, I I don't I don't get it. I just I just I can't figure it out. Why? And there were so many of them. It's it just you know. You're fate. You're rich. You can rent a room. You can pay for people's silence. If I ran a motel and George Michael came in, handed me a thousand, and said I was never here, I said, "Who the hell are you?" You know, very simple. It's that simple. Right. Right. I, I, I agree. And you know, yeah, just pay for a rent boy. Yeah. You know, or so, rent girl as your yeah. So preference it's just, dictates, and that's just because there was many. It seemed like everybody was getting caught in these, these rest stop bathrooms. Or or. Really gross hookers. Yeah, that was later on. I think that was more nineties. Yeah, that uh, like more, uh, yeah. Um, who Hugh, was that? Hugh Grant? Hugh Grant. Yep. Yeah, that was more nineties, and all of a sudden that that became a thing. But it was like all of a sudden it's like yeah, I remember Sam Kennison making a joke about this. Yeah, you know about all these people, uh, you know, in in bathrooms. It was like it was weird. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. Okay. And oh, that was it. Number <laughs> that was number one. All right, what bands do we have for them this year? Not a lot this year, which was interesting. Okay. There, now, Amana Marth. Nice. Started. Some of the kings of Viking metal. Yep. Babylon AD. That's a name you haven't heard in a minute. Oh, yeah. They, they, I mean, but I, yeah. Cannibal Corpse started. One of the, uh, you know, OGs of, mm-hmm. uh, of American death metal. I can't believe they were so late. Now, I say late because 88 now seems like hair metal is really kind of rocketing up. So yeah. it's like. For them to come in like that late in the metal scene, yeah, that that was probably the Deftones. Really, yep. I I didn't think that they would have started that early. Yeah, and a band called I don't know if you heard of these guys called I Hate God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they started in '88. Wow. Yep. Uh, Kick Tracy, another name you haven't heard in a minute. Yep. Uh, Mother Love Bone. Oh God, Mother Love Bone. Uh, those those guys were OGs of the Seattle grunge mm-hmm. scene too, and then. Sadly, Andrew Wood passed away, yep. and the the bright spot. There's never a bright spot with somebody dying young yeah. and under tra- you know terrible circumstances, yeah. like a drug a, a drug overdose. But 
we got Temple of the Dog out of it. Yep, yep, that that was. And uh, Billy Sheehan had left David Lee Roth's solo project to form Mr. Big. Yes, one of my absolute favorite bands of that era. I, I like Mr. Big except To Be With You, although To Be With You is a one of those songs that just, if it comes on, I'm not turning it off Yeah, because I can remember the time. Yep. Even though I'm not a fan of the song, I won't turn it off. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Mr. Big, four phenomenally talented players. You've got, of course, Billy Sheehan mm-hmm. on bass. You've got Pat Torpey on the drums, Eric Martin on vocals, and the one and only Paul motherfucking Gilbert on guitar. I love me some Paul Gilbert. That yep. guy is that guy is um, unparalleled, really. Yeah, with what he can do. Uh, Nine Inch Nails started this year in York, Pennsylvania. Oh wow! I did yeah. not know they were yeah. from York. Well, Trent Reznor is. Oh, right. Saigon Kick, One Hit Wonders. Yep, but but ones you know about. Yep, and Smashing Pumpkins. Really started in '88. You know. And I I love the I don't know what they had in '88 because I only started hearing them when they were in the alternative scene and I really wasn't a fan because I really don't like Billy Corgan's vocals. Yeah, me neither. Um, but yeah, that was uh that was all the bands that were formed. Well, I mean the new bands that you would have heard of. Yeah, I mean there are so many bands that were formed over these last couple of years, but it's like I've never heard of them. And some don't even have Wikipedia pages, so I don't know how successful. They- there was actually a band called Nirvana, I think 2010 or Nirvana something. Yeah, and it was a Swedish-based death metal. Oh, nice! That was formed around this time. It was Nirvana and some numbers behind it. Okay, but it was like you know these bands is like I've never heard of them. You know what? Actually, I want to start at 13 on this list. Three teen. 13, yes. which is apropos considering what the number 13 album is, according to Rate Your Music, because Bill says it's better. Stop. I didn't say it was better. I said it has. You said it was better. Fine. Fuck it. It's better. All right. Now, <laughs> number 13, and this is very appropriate, King Diamond with them. Hang on. How did that not make my list? Oh, it did. Never mind. Can't read bone writing. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. King Diamond's Them. Now, this is the story. Uh, this is the beginning of the story of Kim of, uh, of mm-hmm. King's family in the house with Amon and their gra- and grandma. This, and, had, this had Welcome Home, right? Well, yep. Lead, oh, God. Leads I, off with Out God, from the Asylum. God, I love that song. Leads off with Out from the Asylum, which mm-hmm. is just like an intro track, yeah. into Welcome Home. Oh, God. And that was a lot of people's intro to King Diamond. I think it might have been even mine. It it was mine. Yeah. yeah I, 100%. It was mine. Because watching Headbangers Ball, mm-hmm. and I I see this thing come on, and I hear that drum intro, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa. And then I see King Diamond come on the screen with the paint, and, you know, with the face paint. And then I hear that fucking wail. Yep. The opening grandma. Yeah. That, that was one of those records. The next day, mm-hmm. I was at... Uh, what was the... Galaxy of Ga- Sound. I was at Galaxy of Sound. I bought that son of a bitch. Uh, that is such a great record. And it's one of King D's story albums. Mm-hmm. It tells a story front to back. Everything ties together. 
and it there's such so much brilliant stuff on there. Uh, King Diamond Andy LaRoque wrote some uh, some absolute jams. Yeah, it was a pretty good video too. Mm-hmm. I have watched a video recently. The only thing I don't like about the video is it employed that effect. Um, like the slow motion double exposure kind of thing. Yeah. But it was that was popular at the time. It was anybody most familiar with it, if you watch the Enter Sandman video, yes. Has it a lot where it's like this slow motion, multiple effect. And I, I, I just I never liked that. I think it would have just gone well as a straight kind of video. But I know what they were doing with it when, of course, spoiler alert, the old woman turns young for some odd reason. But but <laughs> Yeah. But I mean it's it's just how the whole thing was kind of put together. It still was a great Oh God, I I love that song. I love that whole album. Yeah. Um, and the one of my favorite drummers mm-hmm. playing on that album too, Mickey D, oh. who later on went went on to play with uh, with Motorhead. Yeah. Yep. This this was my introduction to Mickey D's drum work too. Mm-hmm. Um, probably actually not probably it is my all time favorite King Diamond album. Mm. Um, I don't. There's not a stinker in the bunch. I can listen to this record front to back nonstop. In fact, I think tomorrow I'm going to. (laughs) At number 12, we have what was supposed to be (laughs) the next Sawin record. Or Sam Hain. Depending on on who you are. On who you are. (laughs) We have the first Danzig album. Uh. Glenn Danzig. Uh, you know, of course, the leader of the Misfits, the leader of Samhain or Sam Hain, yeah, depending on who you are and which day it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this uh, it, it's essentially the final Samhain lineup too. Oh yeah, because you have Chuck Biscuits on the drums, mm-hmm. Erie Vaughn on bass, John Christ on guitar. Yeah, you know, we were uh, me and Brad and Tyler were actually we played a couple of Danzig songs mm-hmm. on Sunday when we were jamming. And uh, we were talking about how cool Danzig is, you know, just how cool Danzig is uh, from an aesthetic yeah. point of view, from a musical point of view, and how cool the guys in the band are. And I was telling them, um, I don't know if I told you this, but when I was in, when I was stationed in Panama, um, the internet was in its infancy. AOL had just pretty much started. Mm-hmm. We were like 93, 94. Okay. Um, I got my first AOL email address. And uh, I ended up becoming internet pen pals with John Christ. Nice. Yes. Uh, in fact, I still remember his AOL address. <laughs> BCRichman at AOL.com. <laughs> yep. John Christ, uh, you know, super cool guy. Um, Glenn Danzig, if you catch him on the right day, he's a good dude. Mm-hmm. Catch him on a bad day. Yeah. You might have issues. Um, Erie Vaughn cool guy chuck biscuits cool guy and this fucking album is full of bangers oh yeah opens up with that iconic guitar riff in twist of cane oh i love that one you know that was one of the ones we played Mm -hmm. uh it's got mother on it she rides um am i demon am i demon yeah so many good songs on this album and glenn danzig is you know he's a great songwriter i love the whole evil elvis yeah, sound of and his voice. I really think, and I know Sam Hain did stuff, but they were more, I think, more punk influenced. Yeah, but but this one was the one that I think was a precursor to stuff like um, Typo Negative. Yes, this is the one that that the goth kids could really, yeah, like really get into because it was just slow, melodic, and but still was heavy. Yeah, you know, 
Um, I mean, I remember uh, there's another one had Bangers Ball introduced mm-hmm. me to him. Um, I knew about the Misfits. I knew about Solomon, but you know, I I see Danzig. I I see because the the video for Mother it starts off with the with the skull. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, the skull comes on the screen. I'm intrigued, <laughs> and then I hear that iconic intro, and I'm like, I'm very intrigued, and then I see Glenn Danzig. I'm yeah. like, fuck, I'm in. Yeah. And I've been, you know, a Danzig fan ever since. And I, you know, I I cannot find any fault with this album. Yeah, the the Cristalis Skull was might be one of the first metal shirts I think I might have owned. Nice. Because I, I absolutely, and oh, it was just the skull on the front, the word Danzig on the back. Yep. That was it. That's all it needed. Okay. Uh, all right. Favorite Danzig album. Actually, it's probably Lucifuge. Mine too. Yeah, I love I love Lucifuge. Um, that is, and I and I I've listened to them all. I think he lost. He kept it kept more experimental. Yeah. Three, he got more. Four, he really uh, I almost want to say trying too hard. Yeah. Um, Black Acid Devil was pretty good. I think it was six. Black Acid Devil, I think it was six. I think so. Yes. Yeah, but um, Death Red Sabbath was his latest one. And it seemed to be almost like a return to form. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're not terrible. He he has such a good vocal range. Yeah. And I don't know why he likes to fuck around with the vocals. Yeah. And try to make them sound gritty and grungy and not post grungy, uh, (laughs) but grungy. And he doesn't need to. You can just just sing it right and it will be perfect. Just sing it like Glenn Danzig. Exactly. And. That always well was my, my my issue with his later albums that he was always trying vocally to do things differently. Yeah, he shouldn't even need to. Right, I you agree. Know? I agree. Um, I mean, I would I would love to see. I would have loved to have seen the original Danzig mm-hmm. lineup last a little longer. I think yeah. the, I think the original lineup lasted three albums. I think uh, I think John Christ and Chuck Biscuits were gone by four. Okay, but. That album, that lineup, and that those first couple of albums, fucking stellar. They are, yeah. Uh, number eleven, we can kind of skip over. I've never heard of it, Liege Lord. I've never heard of him either. Oh, so right, my music sucks, does it? Yeah. Well, it introduced you to Liege Lord, didn't it? Nope. I don't know who they are. Number ten, Crimson Glory. Uh with uh, you know them? Nope. Damn. Uh, with Transcendence. This, this, this know your, this know your music. I wonder who, who's troll. Are people trolling us now? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, we gotta do rate your music. It's better. <sighs> right, let's move on to number nine. <laughs> Voivod, Dimension Hatros. I'm confused now with with all this stuff on the list. We're probably. I've never was a Voivod fan. It's, I like it, Voivod. I know it's it's proggy, and I know I'm not a proggy. Yep. I mean, um, man, this there, is man, there you are know, ones that are not on that list. If somebody's gonna die, <laughs> I mean, Voivod, Voivod, Canadian prog, good shit. Um, after Jason Newstead left Metallica, he actually mm-hmm. did some stuff with Voivod. Okay. Um, uh, their cover of Astronomy Domine is really fucking good. Um, a lot of Voivod stuff, like the average. Music consumer will probably not get too much vo- mm-hmm. into Voivod, yeah, because of their prog. Think of a less accessible tool, mm-hmm. and that you kind of. I tried listening to it; it's just not my thing. Yeah. 
At number eight, we have Halloween's Keeper of the Seven Keys Part Two. Okay, that one should make it. Halloween's Keeper of the Seven Keys Part Two, the home of their two biggest songs and the ones that most people in America will know them for. Mm-hmm. Dr. Steen and I Want Out. Yep. Or as the Dutch say it, I want art. Not once. Yes. I want art <laughs> to live my life, you dumb bunny. <laughs> I want art. They are German, aren't they? I think so. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, God. Vo- uh, Halloween, another underrated band. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about them last time yep. with uh, Keeper of the Seven Keys Part 1. Um, very underrated band, super talented musically. Um, the guy, uh, I can't remember the singer's name off the top of my head. Another guy with a voice like an air raid siren. You know, he's just got yeah. those searing highs. Um, fantastic band. They should have gotten, they should have been bigger than they ever were. Yeah. Uh, I, I, to this day, I'll rock Halloween. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my, my giant like. Uh, liked songs playlist on Spotify has four or five Halloween tracks. On. Yeah, I still say it's the name. I think I think people thought them too gimmicky. Yeah, you're probably right. Like they were just going to go be pumpkins. Yeah, you know, and ghouls and ghosts and goblins. And... Well, they do have a song, "Pumpkins Fly Free." See, that probably didn't help them either. Right. It's well, wait, what are you saying? You got to pay for to get the pumpkin on the plane. What do you mean pay to get a pumpkin on a plane? Pumpkins fly free. What do you say? You got a problem with that? You know what? I do. I do. You know what I mean? If you know, they should they should have to pay like everyone else. Yeah, well, once I took a fish head out to see a movie. It didn't have to pay to get it in. Fish heads, fish heads, roly poly fish heads. We're not speaking anymore. I'm gonna mute you. You can't. I got the controls. <laughs> Dick. Number seven is one we could definitely sink our teeth into. Slayer with South of Heaven. Eh. No kidding. 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 Shit. (laughs) Jesus Christ. No, I love South of Heaven. I'm looking at you very fucking judgingly. Me and and a a friend of mine. And um, this is this was one of the the albums that a a good friend of mine and I miss him terribly. uh, Rob Rate. um, we, We got into arguments over the best track on this album. Okay. Mine favorite was South of Heaven. Great song. His was Spill the Blood. I love both songs. Yes, and we had an argument over which is the best. Okay, now, you're <laughs> not going to... Uh, yeah, I can't say you won't find a better way to open a Slayer album than mm-hmm. with South of Heaven because later on we're going to get into an album that opens with fucking War Ensemble. Mm. But South of Heaven... As an opening track. And the one thing, you know, hang on. Before we go on track by track. The one thing I love about this album in particular from Slayer is the seamless transitions. There's not that like two seconds of dead air Mm -hmm. between the songs. And I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah, this was uh, actually also one of my, my my first shirts. This is the shirt that got me in trouble in high school. Oh, the the one that said, you can't have a pentagram. It's not a pentagram. There's only four swords. Yeah, it's not, not complete. Yeah, it's not a pentagram. You know, they didn't have a problem with Henneman's uh, T-shirt on the back that said sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Right. Nobody saw that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, you had the South of Heaven shirt. Yeah. I took it a step further. Um, I had a, 
I had a, an official Church of Satan T-shirt <laughs> with a pentagram with a Baphomet in it. I remember that shirt. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I used to rock that some bitch all the time to school and educate people on what Satanism uh, is really pa- about. Parmenid Parman had had much more open teachers, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Lehighton was a bunch of stick in the mud hicks. Yeah, still is. It, you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we open up with South of Heaven. Mm-hmm. Such a, a a a wonderful song. Gives me warm feelings in the mm-hmm. cockles of my heart. I love it. I love that song. Then we go on to Silent Scream. Mm-hmm. Slayers, um, like it's it's a, almost an anti-abortion song. Okay. Silent Scream, bury the unwanted child, beaten into her, and sacrifice the unborn. Uh, I never listen to the lyrics that close. I swear to God. It's like, nightmare, persecution, yeah. child's dream of death, torment, ill-forgotten, a soul that we're not. Yeah. So, silent scream. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, live undead. Two and a half minutes of, of fucking Slayer goodness. Mm-hmm. You know, great song. And then we move on to one of my favorite Slayer songs ever, Behind the Crooked Cross. Mm-hmm. One of the many Slayer <laughs> indictments on religion. Yeah. You know, Behind the Crooked Cross is such a fucking good song. Um, the, I, I, the, just the opening lines set you up for what you're going to get. I mean, even more so than the title. Time melts away in this living inferno, trapped by a cause that I once understood. Blind obedience carries me through it all. Conscience, a word I learned to forget. You know? Mm-hmm. March on through the rivers of red Souls drift they fill the air Forced to fight behind the crooked cross <laughs> Love it Love that fucking song um, I, uh, I, I I cannot express <laughs> In English language How much I love that song Oh yeah It's Then Another song Another one of their uh, War uh, War oriented songs mm-hmm. Mandatory Suicide Okay. Yeah, I'm. Yep. I'm here. I want to say. Yeah, yeah. Mand- mandatory suicide. That's uh, you know, about uh, it. Kind of tells the story of people on the front lines of war. Great fucking song. Can't go wrong. Uh, Ghosts of War is next. Read between the lies, which is another religious indictment. Mm-hmm. And then we have cleanse the soul. Their cover of dissident aggressor by Judas Priest. Yeah. Great cover. Mm-hmm. Great fucking cover slayer does some odd covers but yeah they they are they do great covers yeah like i even like their cover of anagata davida i just heard that again recently when watching um less, less than, than zero. zero yeah and I, i'm sitting there I'm like that's slayer yep i was like it's and then uh your your buddy's yep. favorite song spill the blood yep great way to end that record mm-hmm. And I got to be honest, in high school, uh, in one of the bands I had in high school where I played drums, I totally bit that fucking drum part. <laughs> I totally bit that. Lombardo, you know, that's some of Dave Lombardo's best work. Uh, did I hear some news that he's actually, Lombardo's joining uh, a, ba- a band again? Dave Lombardo is yeah. now the is the new drummer for Testament. That's what I knew. I knew it was somebody well, we knew. Well, Gene Hoagland, um, his, you know, Gene Hoagland's like Mike Portnoy. Mm-hmm. He's got 50 fucking projects. <laughs> and Hoagland's um, other projects didn't allow him to tour with Testament yeah. on this on this run. 
Um, so he stepped away. It was, you know, it was a totally, totally cool split. There's no acrimony, no hard feelings on either side. You know, it, it was a totally fucking awesome split. Um, everybody's still friends, and now Dave Lombardo's back in Testament again. Yep. So can't go wrong. Not having, at all. With having Dave Lombardo on drums. You know, Dave. Uh, I got to see Dave Lombardo play with Suicidal Tendencies. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with Suicidal Tendencies or alongside of? Along. Or, or, I saw them alongside Suicidal. Okay. I, I, the, that's right. Jesus after we After we saw Exodus Suicidal and Slayer, yeah. like two months after that is when Lombardo joined the fucking band. Okay. Yeah. And then I, I like I saw I, I dug up YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. You God, Dave Lombardo <laughs> playing that fucking crazy suicidal tendency shit was cool <laughs> as fuck. Next is one I'm going to be able to talk a little bit more on than you. Yes. Um, deaths, uh, deaths, <laughs> leprosy. Yes. This is uh, you know after Scream Bloody Gore, uh, Chuck Schuldner releases leprosy um same lineup as scream bloody gore but the songwriting has matured chuck's voice has matured and this album is just fucking great from the opening track leprosy leprosy will take control and bring you to your knee uh, bring you to your death mm-hmm. no chance for a normal life to live just like the rest anyway great song can't fuck i i mean I, you'll never hear me say a bad word about death. I know that. Okay. Born Dead. That's uh, a, another uh, anti-abortion mm-hmm. song. Um, born Dead into this world. Born to Rotten Agony. You know, great, great fucking, great fucking song. Um, uh, what do we got next? Forgotten Past. That's kind of like um, Anthrax's skeleton, uh, skeleton in the Closet. Okay. It's a story about a Nazi war criminal. Mm. Uh, deep in your mind, there isn't an out of the side, a morbid truth, one that cannot hide. Un- unimaginable gore was your pastime high to hear people scream to watch them die. Mm. It's about a Nazi war criminal returning back to the camp he worked at. Yeah. Fucking brilliant mm. by Chuck Schuldner. Uh, you know, just another piece of Chuck Schuldner's brilliance. And in the late, as we progress in this journey, we're going to get into more absolute brilliance by this man. Yeah. Um, once again, you'll never hear me say a bad mm-hmm. word about Chuck Schuldner or death. Um, Left to Die. Great song. Then we have the song that was my introduction to the band Death. And I can thank one guy for this. as na- A dude named Dan Vitere. Dan turned hit me to death by playing this song for me. Pull the plug. All right. It's a song about, you know, not wanting to be kept alive by machines. Ah. Uh, memories are all that's left behind as I lay and wait to die. Little do they know that I hear their choice of life. And now it is the only way too cruel. That is what they say. Release me from this lonely world. There is no hope. Why don't you pull the plug? Mm to this day, one of my favorite death songs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's just such a great song. Um, after that, we've got Open Casket. Great, 
you know, even more fucking goodness. There's not a stinker on this album. Mm. Primitive Ways, Choke on It, absolute brilliance from Chuck Schuldner. And the thing with this album is this is before he started having trouble with bandmates. Okay. Or bandmates having trouble with him, depending on who you talk to. And a lot of Chuck's venom has not come out yet. Ah, that'll come later. Yes, but leprosy. If you've never, if you're, if you're into heavy music and you've never listened to the band Death, there is no finer jumping off point mm. than this album. Leprosy. I will put that in my top three all time for Death. I have to. I have to take another listen to to this album. It's it's been a, it's been a while since I've actually sat down and listened to any Death. Yeah, they have. Uh, they as they as time went on, they got much more progressive. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you start adding guys like James Murphy on guitar, Sean Reinert on drums. You know, just Chuck always surrounded himself with top shelf musicians. Yeah, and uh, you know, as as their as their career went on. Um, they they became increasingly more technical. Mm-hmm. Like I can play shit off a of leprosy. Yeah, good luck playing shit off of like individual thought patterns and symbolic. Yeah, nope, can't fucking <laughs> do it. Like like the last so, the last death song I really sat down and tried to learn was uh I I can't uh, I I could sing it in my head right now, but I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, lack of comprehension. That's okay. it. Um, that was the last one I really sat down and tried to learn because it's just so fucking technical. Mm, yeah. But uh, yeah, at number that was at number six. Mm. We have Death's Leprosy. Great fucking record. Next, we have another one of my personal favorites. Bloodfire Death by Bathory. I figured Bathory would make one of these. I figured it was going to make the other list. That's why I didn't want to go to the other list. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm like, wow. I mean, have I have, was I off the boat with Bathory? I don't know because it seems like it's on every th- list, and yeah, you know, I don't, I haven't listened to. Them. Well, this is the this is the jumping off for black metal. All right. Um, Bathory, Venom, ba- uh, Possessed, bands like that were the origins of what became black metal, and this one here is when Bathory, Bathory released, and Corthon especially, because he was the guy, mm-hmm. started to embrace their Norse heritage. Okay. And you have, like, the opening track of this album is called Odin's Ride Over Nordland. Okay. And then it goes mm. into one of my absolute favorite Bathory songs, A Fine Day to Die. Mm. Great shit. The songs are longer. Uh, the production is still pretty fucking raw. Um, it's a black metal record. Yeah. What do you want? You know, very raw production, but this is Bathory in my estimation at their best. Okay. I great record. Uh, this one and under the sign of the black mark are like the two and, and the first one really are the purest of the Bathory black metal records. And they got a little more Viking or not Viking, but Nordic. Yeah. In their, in the later records. Mm-hmm. But yeah, give, uh, if you're going to, Dive into some Bathory. Start with Bloodfire Death. Okay. You'll like that one. And Hammerheart's another good one. We'll, I'm sure we'll get to that one later on. Uh, what else uh, is on here, though? A Fine Day to Die, The Golden Walls of Heaven, song about Valhalla, um, uh, Pace Till Death, Holocaust for all the, for all those that died, um, 
Dar's Iray and Bloodfire Death. Mm-hmm. You know, not a song on here that clocks in under four minutes. Yep. You know, it gets longer. You know, the longer songs. A Fine Day to Die is eight and a half minutes mm-hmm. long. Um, Bloodfire Death is ten and a half. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's good shit, though. I it's. I, I was just like a staple of like, how long can we make the songs? Yeah. Some of it. Yeah, Hammerheart had a lot of a lot of yeah. long tracks on it too, but yeah, you um I can't say enough good things about Bathory. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my music, of my musical tastes mm-hmm. were formed with Death and Bathory. Okay, and the next album on my list, mm. Queensrÿche's Operation Mindcrime. I truly thought this was going to be number one. I really did. Mindcrime. I wouldn't argue with it being number one. Yeah, because oh, I thought of all the band, the tracks, songs, bands. Oh, fuck me, albums <laughs> I have on this list. I'm like think I like like to think as like what would be number one of on this, and then this is one that I thought was a contender for number one. Yeah, I and I couldn't argue with it at number one, and yeah. I have not looked at the list. I don't know yeah. who number one is yet. But let's go uh, into into Operation Mindcrime. Uh. If you don't know yeah, this one, I can speak to because I love this album. Um, it's the story of a guy named Nikki. Mm-hmm. Nikki is a junkie. Yeah, who is uh, kind of conscripted by this underground ev- rev- uh, revolutionary organization mm-hmm. called Operation Mindcrime. Yes, and his handler is a guy called Doctor X. And this is uh, Nikki becomes a hitman. He takes out political and religious leaders. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is Nikki's story. And throughout all this, Nikki has one friend, Sister Mary, mm-hmm. a reformed prostitute. Yep. And we find, we hear Mary's story later on in the song Spreading the Disease. Yep. But this album starts with a spoken word track, mm-hmm. I Remember Now, which. It kind of, kind of leads. Uh, it, it's a perfect lead up because. Oh yeah, I remember now. I remember. Oh, because well, actually, the first thing we hear is the nurse. Yeah. Because Nikki wearing wearing high heels. Yes, <laughs> Nikki's been arrested by this point. Yeah. Okay, Nikki's been arrested. When the album opens, and the album tells the story leading up to his arrest. Yeah, it's like almost like a flashback. Yes. The whole thing. Yes. And I remember now. Mm-hmm. I remember how it started. I can't remember yesterday. I just remember doing what they told me. Yeah. And then we kick into Anarchy X. Mm-hmm. Little two-minute instrumental. Great fucking rocking way to start the record. And it fades, right, not fades into, but crosses right into the true opener of the album, Revolution Call. Mm-hmm. And this the song speaks to, or this song, it, it can speak to the disaffected youth. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I used to trust the media to tell me the truth, but now I've seen the payoffs everywhere I look. Who do you trust when everyone's a crook? Yeah, and you know what? The, the themes of that album... Still have not aged. No, it's still yeah. true. And in some instances and in some respects, even more true mm-hmm. because of the 24 hour news cycle. Yep. And our access to immediate information and social media. Exactly. And it's uh, yeah. Back then it was like, you know, you, you wanted to trust what was on 
the the network news, but honestly, they're just putting the stories on that they're getting paid to put on. Right. The networks always wanted to make money. That's it. Yes. And the way they make money is by having you watch. And you're not going to sit and watch a puppy being born. That's no. You you want I mean they it was their the media's always been to subject us to, you know, fear. If it bleeds, it leads. Exactly. And that's just, I mean, and, and that's not even politically saying that. That's just, that's their job. Right. That's what they're supposed to do. Right. Uh, I mean, the, what's going on in the world right now is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I get back from dropping the kids off from work, okay? Or we're dropping the kids off at school. And Good Mor- Morning America is on, okay? And what is the fucking lead in? Now, Good Morning America is supposed to be a, like a daytime talk show. Yeah. Kind of deal. You know, a little lighter. Everything is what's going on in the Ukraine. Yep. And for good reason. You know, um, this is I don't want to I don't want to get too heavy into politics, but this is a this could turn out to be a pivotal moment in our generation. Oh, I think no matter how no matter how this plays out, either way, this is now this is going to be in the history books as a history defining moment. Yes, um, I will say I want to make one oh, almost political statement before we stop talking about this because mm-hmm. this is not a political show. I have the utmost respect for President Zelensky of the Ukraine. Any head of state who is like uh mr mr president you need to evacuate and his response is i don't need a ride i need ammunition Mm. you sir are a fucking legend yeah i mean that's i i hope this shakes out in in you know in in favor of of the good guys yeah to to yeah I don't want to get political either because I I don't I don't even like thinking about what's what what's going on. Yeah. Because what I don't like, what I honestly don't like thinking about, is the innocent people. Yeah. That are going to die because someone just waves their dick around. And that's exactly what he's doing. You know, and that's and that's that hurt. That I mean, that just that's that's the most that's the most pain. That's yeah. And it's the it's the it's the saddest part of it. Mm-hmm. Is the you know the 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 collateral damage yes and the the loss of innocent lives. Let's not talk politics anymore. Yeah. Let's get back to this album. Yes. Um. After Revolution Calling, we've got the title track Operation Mind Crime. Yes. It opens up with the phone ringing. Mm-hmm. And Nikki picks up the phone. Hello. And you hear that? Ding, 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 ding. Hangs up the phone. Minecraft. Yep, that was a hangs it up. Rings again. Yep. Now yep. the song kicks in. Yes, such a wonderful song. Um, you know, it, it, it the thing is the thing with Queensrÿche is their songwriting is impeccable. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris DeGarmo, uh, Michael Wilton. Wonderful, wonderful guitar guitar harmonies and the twin guitar, uh, you know, attack. Scott Rockenfeld is one of the most, you know, one of the most overlooked drummers in rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Scott Rockenfeld's an absolute fucking machine. Yeah, it is. Um, Eddie Jackson is one of the most overlooked bass players 
in heavy metal. One of my personal favorite bass players. Mm-hmm. And you have the one and only Jeff Tate. Yeah. Nobody could have pulled off Operation Mindcrime the way Jeff Tate does. No. No, this was... And and the whole album really just... It's not like their previous two albums. No, it's not. And it's not like anything they did after. No, it is like this this like wonderful... Sh- I mean, they, you know, I don't know what their thought process was. But I mean, it they hit on all, it hit on all cylinders. You know, it's 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 funny. Um, 1988 gave us two of my favorite mm-hmm. concept albums of all time. Yeah, they gave us King Diamonds, them, and they gave us this. Yeah, they gave us Mind Crime. You know, 98 was a great year, or 88 was a great year for concept albums. Oh. It was a it was a great year overall. The stuff that's not on this list, you are gonna your jaw is gonna hit the table. Yeah, just like I fed you a, a CD sandwich. Okay, there we go. Then we got speak, mm-hmm. speak the word. Yeah, revolution. Uh, I've given them my life to become what I am, to preach the new beginning, to make them understand. Uh, let's reach some point of order. Or we'll tear down the crown. Mm-hmm. Let, uh, uh, educate the masses. We're gonna burn the White House down. Mm-hmm. This is like. Nikki's rallying cry. In yeah. fact, it, it starts with Nikki at a rally. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, listen to me. Mm-hmm. And the song kicks in. You know, I'm talking about this. I'm remembering little fucking details. Oh, yeah. The, the, the details, the spoken word stuff in between the songs was integral in like getting the whole story together. Yeah. Even if you didn't know what was going on. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and there's one later on that I can't wait to talk about a spoken word thing that is just a wonderful little slice of, like, how you knew the parties involved. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get to that song later. Okay, next we got Mary's origin story, mm-hmm. spreading the disease. Yes. Um, and, like, it, I got to, he, Tate. Doesn't pull any punches. Mm-hmm. He doesn't sugarcoat anything. No. It brings it right out. Father William saved her from the streets. She drank the life spread from the Savior's feet. She's Sister Mary now. Eyes as cold as ice. He takes her once a week yes. on the altar oh. like a sacrifice. Yeah, so she got off the streets, but there was a price. And yep. it also shows that corruptness of the religion. Yeah. You know? And, and, it's, it's, and this has some of Jeff Tate's absolute best vocal work mm-hmm. in it. That song, the fucking high notes in there. Oh, yeah. Are amazing. And he still hits them to this day. Mm-hmm. Dude's put the, the dude's in his uh, pushing 60, I think. Mm. And he still hits those notes. It's it's it. I, you know, as far as guys that are still doing amazing stuff vocally, I will put Jeff Tate up there with, and this may be sacrilegious to some, but with Ian Gillen of Deep Purple and with Ted Neely. If you don't know who Ted Neely is, go back and watch the original movie, Jesus, the original 1974 movie, Jesus Christ Superstar. Ted Neely played Jesus. Ted Neely still hits those notes today mm. the same way he did in 74. Yeah, the, the whole... The way, yeah, the way Jeff just puts puts together that, the whole track. Yeah. And it's just, you know, and even because it's, you know, everyone needs, but no one, you know, wants to see it. That's right. 
spreading you know? a disease that everybody needs, but yeah. no one wants to see. Yeah. Um, and there's a there's a little spoken bit in that one too. Uh, religion and sex are power plays. Manipulate mm-hmm. the people for the money they pay. Selling skins, selling God. The numbers look the same on your credit cards. Oh yeah. Yep, it, it's right there. And this was right with the televangelist stuff yep. too was going on back then. It was like, yep. you know, this is really a wonderful snapshot of the time. Oh, it is. Oh, it it, it definitely is because the 1988. I think Reagan was just ending. Yep. Um. And it wasn't a good time for anybody that wasn't making a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you if you were like if you grew up like us, yeah. It wasn't the best time. Yeah, it wasn't and you really just you wanted I mean, you were just hoping the nineties were gonna bring salvation. Yeah. You know, uh, uh to something out there. And a lot of the songs and the tra- and the music at the time that we liked spoke to that. Yeah, and that's I'll be completely honest, dude. It a lot of a lot of the music of our of this time pulled me through mm-hmm. because hey, I'm not the only one here. You know, I'm not the only one here. Yeah, which is why we we needed glam to be happy. Yeah, you know, of, of course, in a few years it would be like, no, no, we're going to show our emotions. We don't need to show our emotions, right? <laughs> it's like, we know it's bad. We know. All right, next we got the mission. Ah, uh, Tate's now. This is right. Tate, this starts with Tate down in his lower register. Mm-hmm. I hate to I hate to like dissect this as a music geek, <laughs> but you know Jeff Tate. He, he he's known for those searing, scorching high yeah. notes, right? But this one starts down in his lower register. In the wooden chair beside my window. Yeah, you know, such a great song. Um, you know. It, it, it's now is Nikki being conflicted. Yeah, that's and with that, what's going on, and that's the way the the it, it's a it's a it's a testament of even just singing and songwriting ability. Where he he's now he's he's pensive. He's thinking about what's going on. So you have to start off slowly because that's where his thought process is. Yeah, and 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 the album really does go through Nikki's thought process mm-hmm. and. His evolution from this fanatic to the end, yeah. And at, okay, that and, uh, uh, back in the days of cassettes, girl, boys and girls, <laughs> that was the end of side one. Mm. Now we get to side two, and we're gonna take nine minutes, or oh no, ten minutes and forty seconds for "Sweet Sister Mary." Mm. Probably my favorite song on the album. Or no. I'll put it number two. Sweet Sister Mary is such a great, great track. It opens with that little spoken with the with the interaction between Nikki and Professor X or Dr. X, rather, not Professor X. Charles Xavier is a good, okay. good guy. Kill her. That's all you have to do. Kill Mary. She's a risk. And get the priest as well. Now, is that the one with the car? Yep. OK, this is what I was talking about. Back in that time. If you had to be have money to have, have roll up windows, have power windows. Yep. So when you hear that window, you know that's a rich person's car. Yes. Because it, you know, that that's what that and that sound effect is so important to the narrative. Yes, it is. But yep that that's how Sweet Sister Mary yes. starts out, and the the atmospherics in this song, um, you've got those dissonant arpeggiated guitar chords. You know. Um, 
for the I'll, I'll dumb it down. You have it's <laughs> single notes. It's a, a single note riff, but it's actually a chord if you mm-hmm. were to play it together. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a dissonant chord. It's, it sounds kind of ugly, mm-hmm. but it works. And this is Nikki going and confronting the priest. He's made his choice. He's going to kill the priest, but he's going to save Mary. Yeah. And he's going to kill Professor. He's going to kill Dr. X. Mm-hmm. So there's a line in there. Um, uh, Don't offer me faith. I've got all that I need here. Uh, then my faith is growing, growing tight against the seams. Uh, um, oh, shit, I can't remember the line now. Um, he, he talks about how he shot the, pli- the priest. Yeah. Um, he talks about shooting the priest. Um, uh, from my barrel of death, he turned the holy water red. As he died, he said, thank you. I just watched him bleed. Mm-hmm. And then Nikki is like, what are you doing? Uh, you know, don't turn your back on my disgrace. The body of Christ can't heal my wounds so deep. The only peace I've ever known. I'll close my eyes. You shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, and now Nikki's made up his mind. He there's uh, the you know one of the last lines in the song, in the last verse of the song. There's one thing left to see. Will it be him or me? There's one more candle left to light. Because after each murder, yeah, he goes back to his room and he lights a candle. Right. Will it be him or me? There's one more candle left mm-hmm. to light. So Nikki leaves. Okay. And he goes back and confronts Dr. X. I want out. And then mm-hmm. we start the needle lies. Yes. Wonderful song. Don't ever trust the needle. It lies when it cries your name. Yeah. Because Nikki was used. He was controlled through drugs mm-hmm. during all this. Then we get into Electric Requiem which is just kind of a weird, mm-hmm. funky interlude. Yeah. Breaking the Silence is next. That one is one of my favorites. That is my favorite track on this yes. record. This is Nikki walking down this fucking dark alley mm-hmm. after leaving Professor X's office or wherever. Breaking the Silence with my cries. Can't you hear me screaming? I look for your face. and Oh, Electric Requiem, Requiem is when he finds... Mary dead. Yeah. That's what goes on there. And then breaking the silence, he leaves the rectory. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I have no direction to my stare. There's no pain burning in my heart anymore. You know, it's it's just Nikki's broken. Now. Yeah. So we get that. Breaking the silence. Probably my favorite song on the record. Wonderful. And then we get to I Don't Believe in Love. Yeah. I always thought this was was one where he was just basically denying, you know, he never loved Mary. He's trying to convince himself. Convince himself he didn't love her so that way it doesn't hurt as much. Yes. And I think we've, as as teenagers, we've all been there. Yeah. You know, yes, the person didn't die, but it's like you just have to convince yourself, okay, I didn't ever love her or him. So it's okay. Yep. You, you, you can lie to yourself all you want. Yeah. And we'll get into that mm-hmm. in the in the final track. Yeah. Because after, okay, he's telling himself the lie that I don't believe in love. Mm-hmm. I never loved her. Uh, it, you, you know, it was all bullshit. Mm-hmm. Then we get into Waiting for 22 and 
my empty room. Empty room today. Here I sit. Chalk outline of Paul in the wall. I remember tracing it a thousand times. Oh, the night she died. Why? Hang on. I'm going to do the whole lyrics to this. Now, who will come to wash away my sins, clean my room, fix my meals, and be my friend? Mm. And then that friend friend fades into the final track of the album. Eyes of a Stranger. Another good one. I think my second favorite one. This is where Nikki's arrested. Yeah. And, you know, I raise my head into this. I raise my head and stare into the eyes of a stranger. Mm -hmm. I've always known that the mirror never lies. He's fucking confronted with the fact that he can't bullshit himself anymore. Mm -hmm. And how wrong he was. Yeah. Top to bottom, a brilliant, flawless record. And then it ends with the line... I remember, I remember now. now, like taking it right back to the beginning. Yep, so perfect. Mm-hmm. This is the um, this is my favorite concept album of all time. It, it, I I'm not a big concept album fan because even ones that are concept albums, when they say, "Oh, this is a concept album," I sometimes can't connect the dots of the songs. This one, you this don't have one, to hide. Yeah, this one, try. it's like it's like a movie playing in your head. Yes, you can't stop it in the middle. It's a commitment when you start listening to this. Now, you remember I had the live, I had Operation Live Crime. Oh, oh, was that, was it called Video Mind Crime? No, I had Operation okay, Live Crime. because there was two of them, Live Crime and Video Mind Crime. Video Mind Crime was the videos. Yeah. Operation Live Crime, Live Crime mm-hmm. was them performing the whole record front yes. to back in order. Yep. I wish I, I wish I still had oh. that. Back, uh, back then, the tapes, the VHS tapes of these things. I still have a few. Yeah. But, oh, everybody had something. I it remember theirs. It was so good. And the, 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 girl, the girl that they had come on to do Mary's parts mm-hmm. was fucking amazing. And the way that her and Tate interplayed on stage during mm. this really, really sold it. Mm. You know, it was, it's, it's so fucking good. I wonder if that's on YouTube. It probably is. Uh, it probably is. Yeah. Um, it's it's such a great concert video. Mm. Um, filmed in Madison, Wisconsin, <laughs> of all places. Well, okay, yep. that's a that's a uh, that's a really good place to have a good improv there. Yep, yep. Madison, because Tate says, "Is there anybody in here tonight here in Madison, Wisconsin, that believes in love?" <laughs> well, I don't. And then it's and then the song starts. Yeah. Queensryche really at the height of what they've ever done. This is their, by far, in my humble opinion, their mm. best album. I think so. It's one. Of, it is. It is my favorite Queensryche album. My, yeah, my absolute favorite. Yeah, there's not a skip track on this. No, even the interludes. You no, can't you skip. have you have to listen to the whole thing. Yeah, it's 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 so fucking good. Um, if if you want to hear a really good story. Mm-hmm. Told through uh through through song. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Operation. Yeah, Mind and there's Crime. been a lot of concept albums out there. Yeah, but this one, it's just undeniable. When when you think concept album, this is what's in the dictionary next to that. Yeah, that that's a book with pages. <laughs> this is good stuff. It is. All right, now on to number three, mm-hmm. and I actually thought this was going to be higher. Mm. Metallica's and Justice for All. Yep, that was my my. My intro to video Metallica. Well, it was everybody's. Yeah. Well, you you had given me Master of Puppets, 
But then the next the next thing is, oh, well, this is their next album. It's like, this sounds nothing like Master of Puppets. No. Um, <laughs> well, this, you said video Metallica. This was, yeah. you know, where they did the first video. Yeah, this is where we I saw that in the video dome. Yeah. At Dorney. Yep. I, rem- I remember, you know, the world premiere of Metallica's video one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sitting in front of MTV waiting for it. Yeah. What was the thing, like eight minutes long or something? Yeah. And they they released later on the jamming version, which was the shortened version. Right. All right. Let's uh yeah. let's before we jump into one, let's start at the beginning. Uh, or actually, a little bit of backstory. This is the first full length with mm-hmm. Jason Newstead on bass. Yeah. You wouldn't know it to listen to the fucking album. No. Thanks, Lars. You fucking asshole. But let's be honest. It was it was really good at the time. It, we did, nobody was thinking of Jason when I, the album came out. I. I honestly do remember thinking I can't hear the bass in this. I just honestly thought that's the but way it, it, that's that being yeah. said, it's a great record. Yeah, I have listened to like on somebody on YouTube uh, amplified Jason's bass tracks, mm-hmm. and the bass parts that that motherfucker was playing on this are unbelievably good. Mm-hmm. But Jason Newstead's a killer bass player. Mm-hmm. You know, Jason Jason is a fucking beast, and uh, this album. Is you know it's it's so different than anything Metallica had done up to this point. This is Metallica at their most progressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the song structures are really a lot more involved and intricate. Um, less uh, less straight ahead thrash. Yeah, this was. I don't even know what to even what to qualify quantify this as, but I mean, it was, I just think it was good all around. It's just a great album. Yeah. Um, it starts off with Blackened. Yep. That's thrash. Yes. That's thrash metal goodness. You know, I love... What a fucking great way to start an mm-hmm. album. And they... St- on on the Damage Justice tour, that was the opening track mm-hmm. when they we, uh, for their live show. What a great way to start. Then we move on to And Justice for All. Mm-hmm. Um, another song about the corruption of power. Yep seems to be a running theme at this time oh like, yeah like you said with you know the late 80s um the you know, the end of the reagan era mm-hmm. um it's it's a snapshot it, it re- is it, yeah it really is uh eye of the beholder another one up uh, that this one's more about um corruption in the justice system mm-hmm. great song then we get to one mm-hmm. one um, inspired by Dalton Trumbo's movie, Johnny Got His Gun. Metallica actually bought the rights mm-hmm. to the movie at the time that they did the video. That way they could intercut yeah. scenes from the movie in the original version of the video. Mm-hmm. Tells the story, uh, If I'm sure everybody knows, but it tells the story of a kid in World War II who gets his arms and legs blown off by a fucking rocket. By a mortar. Was it World War Two? No, uh, World War One. Yeah, okay. It was World War One. Yeah. Gets you know, and becomes the armless, legless wonder yeah. of the twentieth century. But there's so much more depth to the movie. I mean, um, I think was it Donald Sutherland plays Jesus. Yep, Donald Sutherland plays Jesus. And it's a there's whole sequences with that. I mean, it really, it's it's such a it's a great movie to just watch and to just see how. You know, the whole communication thing happened. Even taking nothing away from Metallica's song, 
The movie itself is phenomenal. Yes, it is. And I recommend anybody go find it, rent it, see it, whatever way you'd have to. I mean, it is a really good film. It It, it is. And, um, you know, you've got this... this he, he's conscious. He's aware mm-hmm. of everything that's going on. Yeah. But he has no arms, no legs, no face, can't speak, can't hear, uh, or actually, I think he can hear. No, nothing. All of his senses are gone. Okay. Um, he. Yeah, you're right. All of them are gone. But he's still conscious. He's aware. Yes. And then he figures out how to nod, mm-hmm. kill me. And the and the communication that they use, they the nurse figures out to um, write letters on his body with a wet towel. Yes. And the nurse and him begin communicating over time, and you know, but he and he he's not really telling. He can only rudimentally communicate. Yeah. But I mean, that's how you know, and you know, you see in the story how that nurse runs in there. That's how she talks to him. Yeah. You know, and it's uh, just a, a wonderful movie all the way around. Um, yeah. it, it, it's it's a bit of a mind fuck. Mm-hmm. The movie is a bit of a mind fuck. Oh, yeah, because it takes place mostly in his mind through flashbacks. Yeah. But because his flashbacks are kind of tainted to where he's at, the flashbacks are kind of messed up, too. Yeah. It's it, it's a, a wonderful, wonderful movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking amazing that they wrote a song that tells the story that well. Yeah. And it's really a credit to James Hetfield's ability as a lyricist mm-hmm. that he was able to convey everything that went on. Yes. Through the song. Um, from that, we go to the shortest straw. I mm, love this one. Great oh. song. Um, shortest straw, you know, awesome. Then we got my favorite track <laughs> on the record, Harvester of Sorrow. Language of the Mad. Yes. Such a that's good. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yes. Um, that uh, That's a great song. Freight Ends of Sanity. I like that. Oh. Uh, another great song. Mm-hmm. Then the instrumental. Well, not really, because there's a couple of lines in it. Yeah. Uh, to Live is to Die. Yeah, there's that. Uh, when a man lies, you murder it. some part of his world. Mm-hmm. These are the pale deaths which men must call their lives. Yes. It's, it sounds like it came out of a book. Though, I think I think, <laughs> I think they attributed it to Cliff. Okay. Uh, this is and this is actually the song that has Cliff's final writing credit. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, such good shit. And then it ends off with more thrash metal goodness, mm-hmm. Dyer's Eve, which we talked about this in the Metallica deep dive. This is kind of James's first real foray into talking about his religious upbringing, mm-hmm. being raised a Christian scientist. And seeing his mother die yeah. from a cancer that could have been treated. You know, um, dear mother, dear father, what is this hell you have put me through? Believer, deceiver, day in, day out, live my life through you. It's about yeah. being a shel- being sheltered. Mm-hmm. You know, great song. Um, it's angry as all get out. Yeah, this whole album is angry. Yeah. About the whole world in general and everything. Yeah. I I think uh, the sting of losing Cliff really, oh, yeah. really shines. Th- this this this, this was still an open wound. Oh, absolutely, that was an open wound for years. Yeah, and right. Well, so. yeah, but this but this album it was the most. I mean, it is the most prevalent. Yeah. The albums after this are it's 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 almost like okay, we got all the and uh, 
you know, we got all this out of the way. Okay, now we can move on. And I think they moved on from this style. This is the last Metallica ever sounded like that to me. Yeah. Maybe up until Death Magnetic. Yeah. You know? But, right. yeah, that's that's my take on it. Number two is an album I have never fucking heard. Ah. Uh, Thundersteel by Riot. Ah. No, no, never heard of it either. Yeah, uh, yeah. Go to rate your music, he says. It'll be fun, he says. Shut the fuck up. They have a few bad things on it. Don't act like it. everything's... That, wait till you hear the... Wait till you hear the shit. I, I, let's, I want you to show me what number one is so I can just talk about... what. Thank you. Dumbass. All right. <laughs> no, okay. I want to go over the stuff that did not make this list. Okay, rate your music. Fucking listen. ACDC. Blow up your video. Meh. Okay, you're right. It wasn't after I made the list up, I actually went and started looking at some of the stuff I wrote down. But I said, ah, it's too late. It's on the thing. It's ACDC. It's ACDC. Can't go wrong. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Anthrax, State Euphoria. There you can't go wrong. Yes. It, that was, I think that was, I, I remember my friend Tony gave me that at Dorney. Again, that's where all my, I got my music education there. And holy shit that I love that album. Oh, God. Yeah. Starts off with be all end all. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's so much good now shit. Now it's on. dark. Schism. It's like there's uh, so much. Um, What else? Uh, their cover of Antisocial. Antisocial, which did, you know, I didn't even know it was a cover. Oh, my God. It's like. Uh, who cares wins? Yes. The the uh, the anthem for homelessness. For home? Yep. So, oh, such. I love that album. That I, I love that. I love yeah. Stadium. Even I know too. they don't like I know they don't like it, but I fucking love it. Bon Jovi, New Jersey, which has some of the songs on it that you don't hear played much anymore. Like Lay Your Hands on Me. Cancel culture. Why? That's what you, you can't be talking about that. We can't play Baby It's Cold Outside. You think you can play Lay Your Hands on Me? What's wrong with that? That's what I'm saying. No, but no, I don't think there's cancel. Don't put cancel culture on that. He just, it, they just don't play it. But there was a lot of good stuff off in of New Jersey. Cancel when, culture. Oh, stop. <laughs> um, Britney Fox's debut album. Wait, wait, wait. Don't don't skip I, over New Jersey. What else is good on New Jersey? Well, that's all I really got to. I hate you. There was more stuff on there that I saw. Look, I had to cram because I was busy fucking working all week. Do I need to? Do I, uh, hang on. <sighs> Oh, Jesus. Hang on. We're going to do this the easy way. Bon Jovi, New Jersey track listing. The easy way. Yeah. Lay your hands on me. Bad medicine. Yes. Born to be my baby. Yep. Love that song. Uh, Living in sin. Mm -hmm. That is one of my favorite deep cut Bon Jovi tunes. Yeah. So there was a lot of good. I told you it was. I just didn't write it all down. Uh, uh, what else? Is I got on one here? piece of fucking paper a week. I can't write everything down. Well, you're only allowed one piece of paper a week. No, I'm not. It's just, I don't want to be sitting here with tons of papers in front of me because it's a small desk, small, S M O. And you were gonna bring a, you were gonna bring a round table here, which would be even oh, smaller. do you still want that? Well, yeah, you fuck. Wait, okay. When you, we'll talk about that afterwards. Yeah, I, I keep okay. What, uh, Brittany Fox? Uh, Brittany Fox. I don't know if Girl School was on this one, yes. but this is the one that started it. My favorite Cinderella album, Long Cold Winter. Great fucking record. Yes. DRI, four of a kind. Great fucking record. Ho that is the home of one of my absolute favorite <laughs> DRI songs. 
suit and tie guy. I'm still I'm still a fan of Thrasher, which I think is coming up. Thrasher's a great record too, but like one of my thank you, Jeremy Hansen. You introduced <laughs> me to DRI. Uh, and one of the first songs you ever turned me on to was fucking Suit and Tie Guy. <laughs> Still on the playlist to this day, brother. Yep. Lita Ford's first out. Lita was th- this year. Okay, so that's the one with Kiss Me Deadly. Back to the Cave. Uh-huh. Um, Close My Eyes Forever. Right. Yeah. What people think of when they think of Lita. That's the stuff that probably all still plays. Right. Freely's Comet, Second Sighting. Okay. Which I don't know if this had... um. The one cover that he does. Oh, shit. Now, nah, it wasn't Trouble Walking. Um, Four Little Diamonds. I okay. don't know if this had Four Little Diamonds on it. I don't know. But he did a great version of that whenever he did it. GNR Lies. Good album. The, 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 it well, wasn't listed as an EP. No. Which I thought was funny because I thought this was more, when I, I thought this was more of just like a go-between album. It was. You know. Um, I don't think it was like really a full length album, but a little longer than. Yeah, they had a live, which Mama Kin was a great thing on. I love that. Yeah. Uh, Nice Boys, um, the the cover from uh, Rose Tattoo that they did, which is awesome. Yeah. The Rose Tattoo version is much better. I love the Rose. I love listening to Rose Tattoo. Yeah. Um, Then they had the slow version of You're Crazy, the One in a Million, which got a little bit of controversy. Uh, gee, I wonder why. Well, there's a few lines in that that at, even at that time, people didn't like. Right. You yeah, know? even at that time. But what I always thought was funny was like Axel just like, you know, defending it. That's saying, no, 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 no. Slash is half black. That's no. It doesn't matter. Because <laughs> Slash probably looked at him like, it's, the fuck you say? <laughs> yeah. So. Hey, wait, hang on. We can't. We and we can't forget the other song that caused a shit stir. Patience. No, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, not one in a million. Uh, we talked about that one. Used to love her. Yes, which was everybody. Is no, it's about my dog. Right. You know what? It might not have been about the dog, but he was like, I gotta come up with something. I, I, yeah. I, I, this I, this album was very like polarizing for people. Were like. You got off of appetite. You get lies, and it's like, huh? What? I liked it. I liked lies. I, I like some of it. I didn't like. I like the live stuff, even though I hate live albums. Yeah. But I like the live stuff uh, more because I like. I mean, because I was an Aerosmith fan. Yeah. So they do Mama Kin. I was like, holy shit, that's fucking awesome. And they do a good version of Mama Kin. Yeah. Um, after this, Guar. Hello. The debut from our yes. boys in Guar. Yes, it was 88 with A-E-I-O-U. Ollie <laughs> <laughs> <All in> North. <laughs> so, oh, I love the songs on this album are so much fun. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I can't wait till we get the scum dogs, though. Oh, God. Yeah, but I just I absolutely love Hello and going through it. It's just such a, a fun, dumb record. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, this, this is the record that inter- introduced yeah. us to the scum dogs. Yeah. And uh, it's like, this had dead dog on it. Yeah. Which is like, and it's like, even say, I'm in love with a dog. Just, <laughs> I mean, these guys were just nuts. And it's like, it would, they probably were even surprised they did anything. Yeah. Um, I, Brocky was a fucking I think, genius. I think Jacques Cousteau was on this. Yep, Jacques Cousteau is on this um, one. Um, Cool place to park was supposed to be on this one. Yeah. And that made it to scum dogs. But cool and, place to park was supposed to be, which I love cool place to park. And that was uh, at the time he was beefcake. Yeah. 
uh, he was playing bass. He was Beefcake the mm-hmm. Mighty. He's now Blothar. Yeah. And he took the lead vocal part from Brock when Brocky passed away. Yeah. Um, he sang the lead on Cool Place to Park and Brocky played bass. Yeah. It was, yeah. I love uh, love Hello as an album. Such a fun. I love Guar albums. Guar albums are honestly, they're my most fun listens. They are they're even fun. even though they're all they're all about like they you cannot sing those in church, <laughs> but but they're great. Those are the ones that I would always have my headphones on because I would I my, my mother heard me listening to Guar. I mean, all the other stuff I listened to, the Guar stuff was like Jesus Christ, you know, black and huge. It's like you can't you can't be doing that. Well, come on, the opening line to the song is "I'm totally flaccid. Yeah. I'm just a limp mega prick, and yeah. I'm looking for a stupid white chick." Yeah, there. Yeah, there was. It was like, and it was amazing to me that it's like there was no cancel. Nobody ever said like nobody ever. You never heard Guar. Being derided as everybody else. No. And, <laughs> it was, no to this day, you don't. No. no nobody fucks with Guar. Yeah, and no, nobody like looks back on Guar's early stuff and say, they made a song about domestic abuse. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they made many songs about, but which one? <laughs> uh, they made a song about, uh, uh, they made a song called The Salamanizer. Yeah. Okay. A junk a, a drunk, a pervert, a junkie, and a sodomizer. Yeah, they, but you can call me the salamanizer. Yeah, they, they just, I mean, but catchy fucking shit. Too. Oh my god, right. Brocky, Brocky was a great lyricist. Yeah. All right. After that, Judas Priest, ram it down. Yeah. I don't remember what was on it. It wasn't one of my top Judas Priest albums, so I will say this. This is, I think, the album directly for before Painkiller. Okay, I think it, it might have been. I think their cover of Johnny B. Good was on this. Oh, it might have been. Uh, this is all, now. This is a sort of a compilation. Kiss smashes, thrashes, and hits. Two new songs on it. Yeah, there was. Uh, Let's put, put the, the X, X and Sex and uh, All Night. Yeah, was no was no that wasn't the new one. No, all Night wasn't on that one. Uh, Let's put the X and Sex and Rock Hard. I think no, but it, anyway, it, it's it's a really great album. One of my actually one of my favorite Kiss records that they had. I wish we would have covered that one instead of the twenty fucking seven we did. <laughs> yeah, thanks, asshole. You you blaming me? Yeah, eat a dick. All right, now <laughs> this now this is going to be going. This goes down as one of my favorite albums of the hair metal era. Okay, Kicks blow my fuse. Good fucking record. God, I love this. I mean, that from, is pure cheesy hair metal yeah. goodness. Uh, TNT, red light, green light. Uh, she, she, uh, don't close your eyes. I mean, yeah. they were all really good songs, and I can still listen to them all, the whole album, without without flinching because it's such a great. And I knew them from when they did Girl Money and Cool Kids and all that, yep. where it was a bit on the silly side. Yeah. This one seemed to be. Yes, you got that hair metal niche. It's good stuff. Yeah. Cold Blood. Just awesome stuff. Yeah. Um, L.A. Guns' first album was this year. Okay. Um, that was It wasn't cocked and loaded, so it didn't have Did, all the stuff you didn't know. Didn't have Electric Gypsy yeah. and Ballad of Jane and all that good shit. Living Color, Vivid. Okay, so this is where we got Open Letter to a Landlord, yep. Elvis is Dead, Cult of Personality. Yep. Glamour Boys. Glamour Boys. And I loved... Uh, I just recently heard an interview with Ozzy talking about this album, which is strange how this stuff comes up 
like the week of we're doing this. Yeah. And he said that he's oh, no one could play like Vernon Reed. That's insane. Nobody covers living color because nobody can play it. He's not fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it, it. And I when I listen to it again, that cult of personality, it doesn't sound that difficult, but I've never actually. tried. Oh, it to, is. I've never actually tried to play. It. Oh, it is. I. But I'll be I'll be honest. I haven't tried to play that. I haven't tried to learn that. Even the opening riff to Cult of Personality, I haven't yeah. tried to learn that in probably twenty years. And then, as a testament to the song, it still got played last night at AEW yep. for CM Punk. Yep, and it still is something you can walk on to. Yep, and I'm making an entrance. Yep, you know. Um, Megadeth. So far, so good. So what? What a fucking great. How was that not on the top? Something there. You were the one who said we had to go to rape your. Rape I don't music. think the Lauer would have been any better because that would have put all the fucking death metal and shit on there. Okay. Yeah, but it wouldn't have put fucking Liege Lord on it. I bet Liege Lords is on it. We ain't gonna find out. Bet it is. I'll bet uh, you. Oh, oh, don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> you know right where I was going. Overkill under the influence. This is the one with Hello from the Gutter. Hello from the Gutter. Elimination, I think, is on yeah, there. Yeah, you introduced. No, Elimination's on. That's on one. Years of Decay. Yeah, because this is the one that you introduced me to at you when you introduced me to Overkill. Yeah. And it was like, damn. Hello from the Gutter is like, God damn, that's us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wasted days, wasted nights, hypnotized by the city lights. Yeah, it's like, man. Uh, what else? Ozzy, no risk for the wicked. First record with Zach Wilde. Yes. I. Lo- How is that not on the list? I know. I love this one, too. I mean, Crazy Babies. Uh, uh, Miracle Man. Oh, God. Miracle Man is such a great song. Crazy yeah. Babies, Miracle Man. Uh, what the hell else is on here? Bloodbath in Paradise? Bloodbath. That's the opening song on Suicide Suicide Solution? No, Suicide Solution is Randy Rhodes. Sorry. Sorry. It's all right. I won't yell at you. I don't remember all this. Uh, No, Bloodbath in Paradise is on here. Then Uh, Tattoo Dancer will be on. Yep, Tattoo Dancer. Uh Yeah, it's uh, love this one. And the videos were a little bit off, uh, but, you know, Ozzy's videos have never been the greatest. Right. Uh, except for a few off of uh, Ultimate Sin. Proper! Uh, <laughs> his videos are always really weird. Yeah. Um, poison, open up and say, ah. Did you have it with the edited cover? Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> now, okay. Now, this actually, I could not fucking believe this got edited. It was a girl in cat makeup with mm-hmm. a really long tongue. Mm-hmm. The fucking tongue offended somebody. Tipper Gore was mad that it wasn't on her snatch. Damn, son. So we had to edit out that cover. Well, I mean, I yeah, I, I did not have it with it. I had it with the edited cover. Yeah. You know, it kind of pisses me off that it's like all this. There was all this great stuff when it came out. You got to snatch it up right away. Yeah. Well, I, that's like, I'm glad. I'm so glad I have a copy of the original of the first Body Count album mm-hmm. before they got their hands on that one. Yeah. So I still have it with Cop Killer. Mm-hmm. That was the name of the album, though, wasn't it? No, it was just oh, called it? Body Count. All right. But 
the 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 dude on the front had cop killer across yeah. his chest and the song cop killer was on there. Yeah. I have that. Jeez, I remember when that came out. But okay, then David Lee Roth skyscraper. Great record. I I, there, I liked it. There's some really fucking mm-hmm. good stuff on there. Yeah. And also Testament, the New Order. Okay. Which was one of their better albums. Yeah. I think that had Into the Pit. Into the Pit is on the New Order. Yep, which uh it's I I like Testament. I I can't I could not tell you what's on what fucking album. I but I do like listening to Testament. I can tell you practice what you preach is on practice what you preach. <sighs> I can tell you Souls of Black is on Souls of Black. Are you fucking done? <laughs> <laughs> Van Halen and their Sammy Hager debut. Oh, you eight one two. Yes. Really good album. I don't remember what was on it. Why this, can't this be love? I figured that's much the, the 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 crap. Oh fuck you! Don't be like that. I like Pond Cake. That's later. Okay. That's on. That's on. That's on. Fuck. I think. Well, I I can't. It's not on the list, so I can't talk about it. This. Yeah, I know. And did you say Pond Cake? <laughs> yes, I said Pond Cake. Not once. It's, it's a Pond Cake. I love my baby's pond cake. Give me some of that homegrown down home. Exactly. It worked. I'm telling you, man. A cover band of Amish would fucking... There already is one. The Amish Outlaws. I got to look them up. And the last one, Vixen's Vixen. Okay. Edge of a Broken Heart, Crying, and all that was on there. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Vixen Vixen is one of those bands. Everybody thought they were a gimmick because it was, you Mm -hmm. know, a couple of hot chicks. Yes. They were in decline of Western civilization. I was actually going to just talk about that, too. <laughs> the big events, Vivid from Living Color, peaked at number six on the billboard. Really? Yes. Decline 2 was released in this year. Vixen okay. And Vixen was in it. Yeah. And I don't know if that gave him a bump. And this also had the first Monsters of Rock tour. Do you know what the lineup was for Monsters of Rock? The first Van, one. Van Halen headlined it. All right. Um, who else was on that? I Def Leppard. No. Oh. Okay. Yeah. The I first it. was Van Halen, Metallica, The Scorpions, Dokken, and Kingdom Come. That's a name you don't hear anymore. Yep. That was the first Monsters of Rock tour. And I'm thinking, wow, what happened? I was honestly expecting to see Anvil on that list as well. But <laughs> You know, it's kind of... Because it each one of these years has an Anvil album on it, and I refuse to fucking talk about it. Let's uh, okay. Let's talk about Kingdom Come for a right. second. Um, the, I'm going to use the same argument I use with Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> I can't wait to hear the argument. <laughs> I didn't like Led Zeppelin the first fucking time. <laughs> I don't remember Kingdom Come. They sound like a dead-on Led Zeppelin clone, right. just like Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, I don't care for Greta. I don't. You know, I don't. You know. I don't. I don't care for the music, so I don't listen to them. I don't either. I don't like the name. I I couldn't care less about the name. No, no, the name is very important. That androgynous little soy boy singer. He's not androgynous. He looks like a really ugly D- chick. David Bowie was androgynous. He looks like a really <laughs> ugly chick. No, I thought he was a really ugly chick at no. first. Stop! Like brutally ugly. Like almost your level ugly. Whoa, whoa, you could have brought up the guy from the darkness, but no. Yeah. You 
and he's they're just fucking terrible. They are. I agree. I don't like them either. And yeah. if if you like if you like Greta Van Fleet, eh, whatever. That's on you. Yeah, it's you know like what you like, you know. Yeah, they're they're post grunge because they came after grunge. <laughs> I can't hold it. No, you would believe the argument I got into online. I, I saw it. No, no, you didn't. He was arguing, and then Andy decided to post some of his wrestling stuff. Uh huh. And Jim and meanwhile, I actually say stuff about wrestling in the wrestling chat. Jim has to bring this shit up that I, I and he's he's having an argument. I, I'm just a proxy for an argument in his head. Uh huh. Because you said that uh, Nickelback is the same as. That's corn. I never said that. Two completely different bands. Yeah, I was trying to explain very simply that you called it post-grunge. Post meaning after. So anything after grunge is post-grunge. By definition, so, so yes. I, so I said new metal is post-grunge. And he's like, they're not the same thing. He got so hung up and he would not shut up. And it was just, oh my God. And finally, I just had to throw like the D&D thing at him. Yeah. And I said... I was making a humorous play on like a word play. And only someone that rolled a nat one in intelligence would get that wrong. Jim, you take five points in psychic damage. <laughs> it was like, and, and then it's like, they, I, could, I could picture him just sitting back on his couch. Just shut up. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you brought Andy up. Uh-oh. No, no, I'm seriously glad oh, okay. you brought Andy up. Um, our friend Andy Galgosi, um, he moved, he's uh, back in the wrestling business mm-hmm. as a referee. And I posted he posted because he posted some pictures of himself. He's uh, uh, he's a referee for Devotion Championship Wrestling under his ring name, Drew Templar. Mm-hmm. And I had a post up. Oh, great. A crooked commissioner <laughs> in, uh, is now a crooked ref. Yeah. Yeah, he actually, he was um, just doing some bumps in the thing he was showing. And the guy he was bumping with uh, had a man bun, and Andy had his ponytail. Uh-huh. Now, at first, and you know what? If Andy's listening to this, I know I didn't tell you this, but I didn't know which one you were at first, and I thought you were the one with the man bun. So be that as it may, <laughs> I figured out which one you were. But, you know, yeah, Andy got a hip toss in, but I told him, I said, you got to give a thumb to the eye. It's good scientific hold. You, you got to give a thumb to the eye, you know. Give one for me. Just, That's right. But yeah, he was. Uh, they were doing some bumps, and that, and that was the thing that he was showing Jim and I when Jim just started going off about post grunge. It's like uh, you're the only one that cares. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you're honestly. <laughs> yeah, uh, Andy. Yeah, uh, if you're listening to this, Andy, I'm I'm proud of you. Uh, I'm I'm happy you're you're back in the game, and uh, even though you were a Corrupt as shit commissioner and Pat Shamrock was in your pocket the whole time uh, that you were the commissioner of MA, of Mawa. Oh, yeah. The whole time you were the commissioner of Mawa, I knew that, you know, Pat Shamrock was your favorite mm-hmm. and he was in your pocket. Oh, yeah. You, you were on the take. And I'm just hoping that you can be a more fair and just referee than you were a commissioner uh, and not the next coming of Danny Davis. Oh, yeah. Or Nick Patrick in the NWO era. I want to say, though, I mean, I, Andy's arms are kind of long. 
it's going to take a lot of momentum to get a three count. It's I mean, he's going to have to. It's like a fucking windmill. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take a while to get a three count on that. I mean. And I hope he doesn't get his beard in the way. Oh, that would be. <laughs> that, that beard is getting majestic. Yes, it is quite glorious, my friend. It is quite glorious. Yeah. However, I think it'd be hilarious. And, oh, I hope some of his wrestling friends. You know what? Uh, is a beard tug assaulting a ref? <laughs> and remember, don't take any shit. You've got the official. You're the official. And remember to point to your chest. Point the logo on your chest all yeah. the time. Yep. And make make sure they see the, the the stripes and all that. Oh, I can't wait to go to another show. Yeah. I think I'm going to go to uh, is it at Dick's and get the referee's jerseys to sit in the crowd. <laughs> okay, I'm in. And, and we'll do our own counts. I'm in. <laughs> Count me in. Oh, God. What? I've never seen somebody in the crowd dressed as a ref. I have. I've seen. Although, it. although I got to say, I mean, I was really considering picking up a ref's outfit when Val was in soccer. <laughs> to just sit on the sidelines. So when these people argue with the like, you know, the the guy who's a ref, but not, you know, he's like just, you know, just kind of being there. It's like, you know, are you a ref? Maybe. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> that would be a kind of a dick move. Also. I mean, at this point, I would love to do viral stuff. I mean, if I was if I was younger, getting a ref's outfit and carrying around yellow flags and like penalizing people in stores or shit like that. Uh, <laughs> Jim, we may have something for you to work on with us. No, we're not doing that. We're too damn old. We can't run anymore. Ah, you're right. You know, Fuck. people get people are mean out there. People are mean and and. And very hurtful. I, I'm I'm easily agitated and heavily armed. You can't do that. If an old man comes after you with a cane, you're not gonna you're not gonna do something. I'll just hit him in the kneecap. No, not you don't hit old men in the kneecaps. I'm not gonna hit him. I'm gonna kick you in the kneecaps. See you like it, old man. You're older than me. Oh, not, oh, not by much. Uglier too. Not true. And not grayer. True. Whoa. Oh, well, you know, I have more hair to be gray. They dunk, dunk on that. That was uncalled for. <laughs> you know, I'm touchy about that. Are you? No, oh, not at all. If you were, I've, I was I was going to stop. I would not make fun no, of that no, again. No, 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 no. That's why you wear that stupid fucking tan. I wear that stupid fucking tan because it looks good. <laughs> and the one I'm currently that's wearing, That's your opinion? <laughs> and... The one I'm wearing now was a Christmas gift from Jesse. Okay, all right. So fuck you. Oh, yo, hey. You can't use Christmas gift and fuck you in the same sentence. Fuck you and fuck Christmas. Oh, well, there we go. Tell me what I can't do. I don't wear my Christmas gifts because I tell them not to buy me clothes. I tell them not to buy me anything. Oh, that's not... You got to get something. Nah, it ain't about Every me. year I think about you on your birthday. I think about me, too, on my birthday. Well, I mean, I think about what I should have gotten you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair you enough. Know. I mean, I got you the candle. Yeah, you got me the Zappa candle. You know, but I uh, I should have gotten the shirt. And that, that Zappa candle is... I know, I know, but they had the the guy... You know, I can make... I could put anything on a shirt. Anything on a shirt. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm going to get him the candle. Because... <laughs> 
<laughs> I tell you what, that Zappa candle, it will yeah. continue to hold a place of honor on my desk. <laughs> right next to my right right next to my Mark Carrazzo coffee mug. Yep. So yeah, I, I you know, your birthday comes so close to mine. I'm still celebrating mine when when yours rolls around. Yeah. So it's you know I I, I I tell I tell I tell them to get me the same thing for my birthday. Nothing. God, that's a that's a weird. That's why it's, we're both Leos, man. No wonder. I don't. I, you know. I don't. The whole thing is, if I want something during the year, I buy it. That's what I do all the time. You know, I, I don't need. I don't need gifts. Mm-hmm. If you want to get me something, fine. Surprise me. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I can't help but I see a game and it's like, buy it. Yeah, this is what happens. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, that was 1988. Yes. Now, are we? Take- oh shit! We never got to the number one. Oops. <laughs> Dumbass. You're an idiot. <laughs> that serves you right for making fun of me. You're an idiot. Seventh son of a seventh son. Yes, that is the number one. That is a really good Iron Maiden album. It is. Uh, what's on there? Moonchild. Can I play with madness? Can I play to madness? That's the best video ever. Well, only because it's got Graham Chapman. No, the whole, the whole concept of it is just, you know, it's that cheesy eighties, you know, goodness. And you got uh, the the title track, seventh Mm -hmm. son of a seventh son. Did I say Moonchild? Yes. Uh, what the hell else is on there? Uh, bring it the fuck up. I fucking closed it out. Dick tree. Let me see. This is why. This is why. I hate you. Why? Well, that's why when your clock chimes, it goes dumbass. At least I, at least my clock chimes. Hey, mine's right twice a day. All right, seventh son of a seventh son. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <coughs> Shut up. All right, opens up with Moonchild. Yeah. Infinite Dreams, another good song. Mm-hmm. In, infinity, I Infinite Dreams, I can't deny deny them. Infinity is hard to comprehend. How long is Can I Play Out Madness? That's three and a half minutes. That's a short one. I always thought that was a longer nope, one. Nope, three and a half minutes. Uh, that's you know, it's one of Maiden's more poppy songs. Mm-hmm. Good song, "The Evil That Men Do." Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, a really good song. Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. I forgot that was on. Uh, the prophecy. Uh, the clairvoyant, mm-hmm. and we close out with only the good die young. That wasn't a cover, was it? No. Well, no, but there's that's not. It's a common song. Yeah, well, Billy Joel did one too. That's the one I'm thinking yes. of. Yes. Yeah, he's not talking about Virginia and not making him wait. Sorry. Yeah. Only the good die young. All the evil seem to live mm-hmm. forever. But yeah, yeah. Um, seventh son of a seventh son. Mm-hmm. I personally wouldn't rate it number one. No, not of the list that we have. That one. It's up. It's up in the top ten, but not number one. Yeah. Okay, just for for great. Oh, here we giggles. go. Here we go. Let's See, look I knew at loud. Let's look at loud wires. Yes. And then we have infinite, infinite cross, and and, uh, and a, oh, shut up! <laughs> you are such an yeah. idiot. And a band that's just people growling and looks like you threw sticks on the ground. All right, number ten, they had and justice for all. Ten, fucking ten. Number nine was Maypal- Napalm Death yeah. from Enslavement to Obliteration. Yep. Uh, number eight was Testaments to the New Order. Uh-huh. Number seven was King Diamonds. Them. Mm-hmm. Six was Danzig. Mm-hmm. Five was Death Sweet. with Leprosy. Uh, four was key- Halloween Keeper of the Seven Keys. Yep. Three was can I pl- uh, was Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. Mm-hmm. Two was South of Heaven, mm-hmm. and one was Mind Crime. We should have gone with Livewire, you fuckwit. Where I wanted to go. 
All right, all right. There's no need. Look, let's not point fingers here. I'm. Come here. Come here. Ow. Now I have two pencils. <laughs> Good for you. You asshole. Look, I may Did have. Did you su- just call me an asshole, asshole? I may have suggested it. <laughs> but you decided to go there of your own goddamn free will. So fuck off. You fuck off. <laughs> You call me an asshole, asshole. I'm calling you an anus, anus. But if you prefer. Oh, shit. We should have gone with Loudwire's list. All right, all right. Now, are we taking a break in 88? Or are we doing 89? Let's let's do 89, and then we'll take a break going into the 90s. Okay. Okay? So next time, we'll do 1989. Yeah, and I got to say, I think... And I didn't even say there's 219 albums released this year. What we had, this this might be, I mean, my favorite uh, year uh, of them all. I mean, really, it's. Wait a minute. <laughs> what? What? Wait a minute. When we started this fucking excursion, 86 was the year. Now it's 88. What? Two weeks is it going to be 1990? Now hold on a minute. Now hold on. Now let's let's back that up. I don't think I ever said '86 was my favorite year. You or, said or 80s. it was the best year for metal. I I don't I I might have inferred that, but maybe I didn't say it. You outright, outright said it. Okay, I'm I'm just saying that I think '88 might be might be the best year for metal. I think you maybe it's. I think it may be the best year we've covered so far. But we have yet to get to grunge and post grunge, and I, I don't think we're going to get the, the that the post grunge. Well, anything after ninety? Well, no, ninety four, because we're not doing anything up to ninety four. Yeah, because uh, yeah. When are we going to bring him in on this? Yeah, you have to call him and invite him. Yeah. I think I think for nineteen ninety. Okay, so for the nineties. Yeah. Good. That way have... he can talk about the offspring and Nickelback and. All that goofy shit he listened to. Seven Mary Three and Machine Head. Hey, don't fuck with Machine Head. Go with the bit, asshole. No. (laughs) No. Not when you're bringing up Machine fucking Head. Bush then. I'll agree there. Oh, wait. That's what I was thinking. No, God, wait, no. Your Bush did a song called Machine Head. So did Deep Purple. No, they had an album called Machine Head. Oh, this is confusing. We got to stop talking about Machine Head. And like, Cheech had a car called The Love Machine. Yeah, we got to stop talking about Machine Head because it gets confusing about which Machine Head you're talking about. Yeah, it does. Because I'm a love machine and I don't work for nobody but you. And on that note, Until next time, it's Oh No, Not Them. I'm Eric. I'm Bill. Later on, motherfuckers.